What's up? What's going on? It's your boy. Back with another ramble session. Um, yeah, I feel like I've covered some of these topics before, but today I'm just kind of... I don't know, I've been thinking about me a lot recently, and I guess my childhood, um, and how my childhood kind of made me the way I am today. Um, yeah, I don't know how it's gonna go, I don't know if I'll publish this, but, um, yeah, you know, let's just, uh, start with, you know, obviously my name, my name is Anthony, and, uh, I was adopted, I was adopted, and, uh, before all that happened, um, yeah, my name is Anthony, I was born, my initial name is Anthony Nealis, that was my original name, Nealis, N-E-A-L-I-S, um, and I was born November 7th, 1991, in Pontiac, Pontiac, Michigan, out there in the Yak, um, the woman who gave birth to me was Rebecca Nealis, my mother, birth mother, um, and only thing I know about my real dad is that his name is Lee. Um, of Hispanic descent or whatever. Um, yeah. While I was um, in the womb, from my understanding, my mom was using a little bit and using as in using drugs and drinking alcohol, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, you know. There was, like, little things I remember before, like, the adoption, little glimpses of things that, you know, that, like, I'll never forget. Um, like, the day that, the day that CPS came and swooped us up, um, Child Protective Services, you know, I remember it being just like a huge blowout, and uh, the guy that my mom was with at the time, which was um, my little brother's dad, because each, each one of us has different dads, and it goes, Marquis was born first, Cassie, then me, then Kenny. Each one of us has different dads. Um, and yeah. You know, there's, like, certain things that I remember, and then certain things that I don't. But, yeah, I just remember, like, CPS came and got us, and then from there, it was just from house to house to house to house to house. Um, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, I'm not asking for sympathy, I'm just, it's just simply me stating facts, you know, um... You know, and I, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's kids out there that have been in adoption, like in the adoption program, and have gone through even more foster homes. But me, my story was like 36, 37 different foster homes. And it may not seem like a lot to some people, but it's a lot. It's really a lot. Like, you know. I don't even know. There's just... I don't know. Like, having times of, like... Okay, here's this house, and then the same day being taken to another house. 
to later that same day be taken to another different house. Um, to be honest, it's very traumatizing. It's very, um, especially looking back on it now, you know. Um, it didn't really seem to be an issue, like, as, as a kid, you know, and when it was happening, you know. But looking back on it, it's like, holy, holy fuck, you know. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, it's traumatizing, but it's, uh, I guess something I kind of got over. I'm not like, I don't know, it's weird to say that. I'm not like fully over it, but, um, like I said, you know, it's weird looking back on it now and just like thinking about it, you know, thinking some little kid going from, you know, not knowing who the fuck. I am, you know, I didn't know who the fuck I was, I didn't know really what was going on, I was just kind of thrown into the mix and then tossed around like, you know, some fucking toy, and it's weird, you know, because like, you go to these houses expecting, this is it, this is the house, like, just to find out that no, we're taking you to a different house and we're taking you to another house, it's like, I don't know, you know, it's, uh, part of me thinks, like, it's, you know, it's dumb for me to be, like, bummed about it at, like, the age of 27, you know, like, you, you know, you move on, but, like, I don't know, recently it's just been on my mind, like, a lot, just thinking, like, just about it, and I don't know, like, and so many different things about it, it's not just, like, the adoption itself, it's, like, so many other little things, like little, little things, you know, like going to a different house and like having to meet the family members and do this and do that. And like, just to have them not want have to have them be like, looking back on it, it's like them being like, oh shit, like this kid's way too much. Like we don't need this, you know, just ship them off. And it's like, they'd come and pick me up. It's like, that doesn't make that didn't make me, and, like, it does, it, I don't think it would make anybody feel normal, or, like, you know, being, like, set in time, you know, it's, like, nothing is set, you know, because it's, like, you don't know if you're gonna get picked up again, um, and, like, while that was happening, you know, it was, like, um, there was uh, this place called Ennis Center, and um, when I'd finally gotten to the point where, um, you know, the Grises had taken me in, um, they took me in, and then I think, I want to say they adopted me like a year later, but before I was actually adopted, like, they came in, and they picked me up from Ennis Center, <clears throat> and uh, went home with them, and... I had like a therapist there or like a social worker, whatever they're called. Um, and my mom would, you know, surely would, would take me in there. Um, not only to like see the social worker and to like talk to her, but like, um, for a brief period of time, there was like, I could go in and like Becky would show up, you know, um, like it was like dissertation. And we did that for a little bit. And, um, 
I just remember that being kind of like awkward and weird just because it's like my mom having to sit there and um, like communicate with this woman who is going to adopt me. You know, it's just kind of weird, all, all weird. But um, that was like a thing and she would take us up or she would take me up there and I'd see my mom and I'd get to visit with her for a minute and then I'd get to see my social worker and then we'd go. And then it started to turn into, like, we would show up to do, like, visitations, and uh, Becky wouldn't show up. You know, she just, like, wouldn't, you know. And I would I would imagine it was because she was using or, you know, um, she just wasn't in the right mindset, I guess. But, you know, I don't know. Um, she just, like, stopped showing up this one time, and then uh, we went the next time, and she still wasn't there, and then... Um, that was that, so that was kind of, like, rough, I guess, initially, being able to, like, see your mom, but live with somebody else, and then have your mom just totally, like, shut you down, you know, it's almost like, looking back on it, it was like she gave up, you know, she was just like, fuck it, this woman has full rights to my kid, and I don't have any rights, and, uh, like, I'm an addict, I'm just, you know, whatevs, and so, in my mind, it was like she just, like, gave up. And just like kapush the whole idea, which is really unfair and not um, not very uh, grown up, not a very grown up situation or, or, or uh, not a very grown up thing to do. Because um, me and if I was in that situation, you know, even you know, with the benefit of the doubt, her being an addict, it's like if even if I was an addict and had four kids and they were like hey we're taking these kids if you don't do this it's like to me I feel like that would be a huge motivator to be like I need to get my shit in order I need to get my shit in check but to her it was fuck let me you know let me jump down the rabbit hole even further um then yeah you know stopped uh she stopped showing up at visitations and then to be honest things were going good like after Surely, like, like the, the crisis had initially taken me in. Things were going good. It was like I had a house, you know, I had a brother, I had a sister. And then things got even better because my little brother, well, little sister at the time, um, was adopted by them too or was taken in by them too. And then, you know, I had my actual blood relative with me, you know, in this house that these people were going to adopt me in the other guises. And uh, it was cool. Everything was cool. Like, it was just, you know, it was cool. And then we were adopted, actually adopted. And then everything was cool. Everything was cool, you know. And it was like, I was adopted at the age of seven. And so from seven to about the age of 12, I want to say, whenever, like, eighth grade hits, however old you are when that hits, um, everything was cool until that point, and then it just got out of hand, it just, I don't know, it just sort of spiraled, you know, um, I don't know, um, it was cool because, like, being adopted, you know, and, like, having... I guess I'll use the, you know, the, the word family, you know, 
Um, but it just didn't work out. Like me and Shirley started button heads and um, just caused a lot of turmoil, you know? Um, and looking back on the situation, it's like Shirley had already, Shirley and Duran already had two kids of their own. Um, Mark and Stephanie, who were just, you know, like perfect kids, you know? Um, never got in trouble, you know, always had good grades, stuff like that, you know? Um, and so when these things started to happen where me and Shirley were going, you know, going at it in button heads, it turned into not only just me and Shirley butting heads, but like, you know, Shirley and my dad butting heads because, or Shirley and Duran butting heads because of something I did or, you know, causing just huge family issues through simply me, like me and Kenny, like not doing certain things or he's not doing good in school or he's always getting in trouble or stuff like that. So it would cause all these other problems. Um, And yeah, I don't know, it's just like a lot of turmoil, you know. Um, and so like looking back on it, it's like now it's like, you know, thank the Grices for what they did, you know, like uh, that's amazing. But, you know, you already had two kids of your own and from what I understand, like, from when I got older, is that, like, you know, things, I guess, didn't seem to be the greatest, even before we were, me and Kenny were in the picture, you know, from lots of the stuff I hear, or have heard, you know, it didn't really seem like Shirley was well-liked. I'm not going to say that she wasn't liked at all, but she wasn't well-liked by Duran's family, you know, um, from my understanding. Um... Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so Shirley wasn't liked by Duran's family, which kind of made it hard on me, like, in the long run, because it was like, you know, along with, like, the other problems that they were having, like, in their marriage or just, like, in the family, whatever it was like, they had to deal with my issues and all this other things when it's, like, you already had two kids of your own and, like, you see them in high school and it's, like, they're, they're you know, Mark, a scholar-athlete, Stephanie, a scholar-athlete, like, they're doing good things. So, like, it's almost, you know, I don't want to sound like a dick for saying this, but it's, like, almost like Duran and Shirley got greedy. Like, they wanted more when they had already had enough, you know, they had two kids of their own and like two damn good kids, you know, like, I understand that like, yeah, you might want to help out somebody else, but it's like, thank you for doing that. But you know what I'm saying? Like you already had two kids of your own, you know, plus you got all these nephews and nieces and stuff like that. Like, and even at that, like you took me in and then, you know, you just like, started adding more and more people, like, it's, like, for me, it went to Kenny, and then it was me and Kenny, and then from there, she went and adopted just a totally another person, which is Eric, my little brother, who had a totally different family, um, and he was adopted as a baby, and so she took him in, 
and then after that it was like she was still like in the system so it was like we would have other kids just come by like kind of like how i was doing in those 36 different foster homes like oh we're gonna ship her here and see if this works or we're gonna ship her here and see if this works so she was like one of the houses that kids could go to um and it's like mad props i guess for trying to better other people but then at the same time like you know don't get greedy don't ask for 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 more shit you know what i'm saying like i don't know i don't know and it's like you know like right off the rip i would imagine they knew that they were gonna treat their own kids differently than some adopted kids you know like and there was i'm not i'm not saying that like everything was was different you know but like there was legit things that like you know like when we were older that caused like lots of problems it was like you know mark mark could go over to a friend's house and get plastered you know have like high school parties do crazy things you know come home smelling like booze or do this and it wasn't really anything surely and duran would kind of be like well you gotta be careful and this and that and kind of just like a slap on the wrist when if it was me coming home at the age of like 16 or something with like the smell of weed on me or you know uh it smells like beer or uh it smells like smoke um you're grounded give me your phone give me your keys uh just like instant like fuck you know but like mark can go out and do that and somehow it's okay like you're not gonna punish him you're not gonna take his phone away you know like even when we were younger it was like like there's one thing i'll never forget like we were doing math and like, I don't know, I was in like sixth, maybe like seventh grade or something. And I couldn't understand whatever we were doing. You know, I was having a hard time understanding it, you know, like due to my ADHD and like me just not focusing, you know. And so I'd ask my mom for help, surely. And I don't know, she just like, it was so scary. Like I asked her for help on like a math problem and like I couldn't understand it. And I was like, well, I don't understand what you mean. And she was getting frustrated and frustrated enough to the point where like she asked me to do the problem again and I did it wrong and she like freaked out like freaked out and was just like started yelling and like no the answer's six or whatever the fucking answer was you know I was like it's six how do you not fucking understand you know and just started like screaming and I had said a few things back you know like in shock like whoa like what the fuck do you mean like i'm asking you for help obviously that's not what i said i didn't swear or anything i was just like i was just asking you for help and the situation escalated and i remember surely raising her hand throwing it back and just bang slapped me across the face right slapped me across the face my glasses went flying i had a huge cut on my nose like i was bleeding you know on the, on the top of my nose i was bleeding and nobody did anything mark was standing right in the kitchen duran was standing right in the kitchen and no one did a goddamn thing right and so right after it happened she instantly started to panic and was like oh well uh, are your glasses okay and uh like instantly panicked and started fabricating a story that i could tell people at school at saint michael's i would have to go to saint michael's and tell people at school like hey uh yeah, I got this huge glass on my, or huge gash on my face, and my glasses are broken and taped together, but my parents definitely didn't hit me, you know, like, they wanted me to, fab you know, she wanted me to fabricate a story and be like, yo, like, you were playing with your cousins and got hit with this or something, 
when it's like, you're the one that did that, you know, like, and not only that happened, it's like, you know, you did that, and Duran, you didn't step in and say anything, you just stood there like a pussy and did nothing, two, Mark, you didn't do anything either, you know, so it's like, I understand, like, you gotta punish your kids somehow, but, like, physically abusing them and then not have, like, your own father step in to be like, hey, whoa, that's too much, or, you know, have your little brother be like, whoa, leave him alone type stuff, like, over over a simple math question, you know? It's like little things like that that I'll never forget, and it's like, when little things happen now, it's like, that's one of the things that, like, I go to is just there like in that time and space and just like you know like and I think about it as like you know almost like a butterfly effect situation it's like I go back to that moment in time and just like look at everybody standing there not doing shit nobody's saying anything you know and it's like especially Duran it's like you just watched your kid get slapped across the face broken glasses cut up nose like bleeding out of my nose and you don't do anything you know, you just sit there and watch her almost help her fabricate a story for me to tell my teachers at school, you know? And, like, one of the things was, like, yeah, well, you're not, like, I remember her telling me, she was like, no, well, you're not going to go to school and tell them what happened. You're going to go to school and say this. So it's like, you know, I don't know. And it's like, I'm not talking about this to, like, have everybody, you know, like coalition against her and be like oh fuck you and fuck you it's like none of that needs to happen it's just like you know it's just me being honest and like saying these things so like you know anybody in the family that like hears this and like hears these things that i'm saying about your aunt or your you know whatever like it's my side of the story and it's like things that happen behind closed doors that i can't let sit behind those closed doors anymore you know, because it, like, with things like that, it's, like, I can't not tell family, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, tell the people in the family, like, Duran's side of the family that, like, I appreciate. That was, like, a hard thing, too, is that, like, Duran's side of the family was, like, the music side of the family, and, like, you know, we're in a band, and, like, everything music-related, like, they were super cool, super chill, you know, open about everything. And... Shirley's side of the family was, like, very traditional, very strict, and, like, Polish background, and, you know, you don't talk back, and stuff like that, you know, very strict, and so I always leaned towards Duran's side of the family, but that started to fade away because of all the problems that I would have with Shirley, you know, and, like, her side of the family, and just, you know, just her craziness, you know, her own illness, whatever that she has, you know, it was like another thing, I remember she would get pissed, like, she would get pissed at me for, you know, basically telling the homies and, like, my friends the truth, or telling other people, like, cousins, like, yeah, well, like, this happened, blah, 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 and it's like, she would get pissed at me and say, like, oh, well, you don't, you know, you don't fucking go and tell people what happens behind closed doors in our house, because that's not their business, when, looking back on it, it's like every time I would get in trouble or I did something wrong, you know, surely you were the first one on the phone telling, you know, all your sisters and all your friends, like, oh, well, he did this, and oh, no, Mark can come over, but he can't because he's grounded because he did this, you know, it's like, 
you would get pissed at me for telling the truth to people about what's going on, but then you could go and do it with, like, your friends and be like, oh, yep, yep, in trouble again, or lied about this, or got suspended from school, like, you know, when you're, you're, you're yelling at me for people knowing our business when you're going out there and spilling it yourself, you know, and it was, like, another thing was, like, that was hard for me, too, is because not only does everybody know my business, like, it's hard for me to be around those people. So it's like going over to Uncle Dale's house for a party or going over to Aunt Nancy's house for a party was like, in my mind, was like, okay, well, which which cousin or which aunt or uncle is going to come up to me and try to talk to me about a situation that I recently got in trouble for, you know? Or like, when is my, you know, when is Shirley's mom, Shirley, you know, my grandma going to come up to me and be like, you need to respect your mom and this and that. And it's like, no, you know? Like, no, I don't know. Like, it was just always like, like everyone knew. So I was almost like embarrassed. I've, I've never felt comfortable at Uncle Dale's or, you know, Aunt Nancy's or Aunt Susan's, you know, God rest her soul, like Aunt Susan's or like anybody, like anywhere, you know? Um, and that's based on like me and Shirley's relationship, you know? But, um, I don't know. I don't know. And recently, it's just like, I just think about it a lot. Think about it a lot, you know. Because it's like, when I left, it got to the point where, like, I just said, fuck it, you know. Like, shit was so bad at home. I was, like, 17, 18. And said, fuck it, you know. And, like, I moved i just left i packed my fucking neon up with all my shit and i just said fuck it like and didn't really work out the first time and so i had to go back and like i went and stayed with my buddy newfie um who was like he was same age as me lived in like the same city it was like you know like a five minute drive from my house you know or from shirley and duran's house but um that didn't really work out and so i had to go back home and then there was a few other times that, like, didn't really work out. But I remember the one time, like, one of the main ones was, um, I don't know, I was, like, 16 or something. And I had been, like, gauging my ears, you know. So, like, I don't know if you know what gauges are, but they're, like, you know, like, big earrings, you know. They, like, put holes in your ear, you know. It's, like, like a hole puncture, you just bang. But um, I had started to do that. And, like, I was doing it for, like, at least a month at that time. And... I had finally stretched my ears up to the point where I, like, like, to, like, pencil size, and she kind of noticed, and it was, like, instant, like, ultimatum. She was, like, well, it's either you choose, you know, it's either you lose those earrings or you're gone, you know, like, literally gave me an ultimatum, like, when all these movies you see on TV and all these all this fucking bullshit you see on TV is, is like, no matter what, you love your child. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what. Like, I don't care if your kids fucking murdered people. Like, you still love your child. Like, you let them be who they want to be. You can't change. You know? Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it was, it was completely fucked because I was like, well... You know, like, fuck, Mark can dye his hair and Stephanie can do all this shit, but I can't have the earrings I want to have. 
And like, not only I can't have the earrings that I want to have, you're going to like take away my living space because I choose to have these earrings, you know? And it was like another situation where like Duran's just like a pussy and doesn't do anything. He's like, you know, like if, if Duran was a man, you would have, instead of helped me pack my car to leave, you would have been taking the stuff out of my car and been like, hey, like we can fix this. This is going to work. And you know, I love you type stuff. Not like, here, let me help pack your stuff up so you can leave. You know? Like, that's another weird situation is to, like, with the adoption. It was like, at first, it was like, you know, it was me and Shirley. And then, like, me and Shirley started to crumble. And then it was like, me and Duran. And me and Duran were just like, Duran was... The reason I'm so musically inclined and stuff today, and, like, the reason why music is such a huge part of my life today is because of Duran. But as I got older, I just, you know, I started to see, like, the real-life scenario on, like, wow, he really is, like, a pushover, you know? Like, anytime he tries to stand up for himself in front of Shirley, Shirley's just gunning him down, like, and... I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was, like, a moment in time where I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, like, Duran's a pussy, like, he's not gonna stand up and say anything for himself, you know, but, like, there was that time when I just, I just lost it, you know, because I was, like, this man that, you know, and this happened kind of recently, actually, you know, because it was, like, I don't know, it was just, like, this man that I'd grown up in, like, he's, you know, my love for music comes from him, and, like, my love for everything that I love, basically, comes from Duran, and, like, to see him just be kind of, like, walked on, and, like, walked over, and have him not do a damn thing about it really changed how I look at him, you know, like, never in my life will I be like, oh, I fucking hate you, and, like, you did nothing for me, it's like, I'll tell anyone until the day I die that, like, I love Duran and I love him for who he is. I just hate the fact that he's... has no backbone, like, when it comes to his significant other, like, his wife. You know? Like, I don't even know. You know? Like, that was me in the situation where I, like, witnessed my wife slap my kid across the face. Like, I don't care. Like... You know what I'm saying? It's like, you grab her and you put her against the wall. And I'm not saying, like, you know, fucking beat the shit out of her. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, you have a voice for a reason. Like, you don't have to use your hands at all. But it's like, when you saw, you know, when Duran saw her slap me across the face, nothing was said. Like, nothing. You know? And, like, to the point where it was, like, slapped, like, where there was blood dripping from my nose. And, like, my glasses were broken. And I was just standing there just in shock, like, nobody said anything, Mark standing right here, Duran sitting right there, nothing said, and then even after it had happened, I remember Mark kind of joking about it, being like, oh, well, you're stupid, you kind of, like, turned your face into the smack, and it's like, how is it a joke now, there's no fucking joking about it, like, your mom, Mark, just slapped me across the face and fabricated a story that I had to tell so that CPS wouldn't come take me away from them, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I went to school, especially at St. Michael's, and, like, I don't know. if I, I'm pretty sure I have photos, but, like, it wasn't, like, 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 I'm not saying that it was, like, detrimental. Like, there was no stitches. It wasn't, like, 
crazy crazy but it was like it was fucked up like my like i had bandages on my nose my glasses were all taped up and like the side of my face was like a little bit bruised so like it it, you know it was pretty fucked up and like me going to a catholic school if i would have said like hey uh my mom did this to me but she gave me some crazy story to fabricate like you would have been fucked you know shirley and duran would have been fucked like there would have been police at the house like would have been questioned, I would have been questioned, all the kids would have been questioned, and, like, somebody would have cracked, I know they would have, so, like, but that's not how it happened, when that's how it should have happened, but it didn't, because I was so terrified, because I had just gotten slapped by my mom, that, like, if I would go to school and tell the truth, that it would just happen again, when, you know, that's fucked, completely fucked, and it's, like, me being 27, talking about something that happened 14 years ago, you know, call me a pussy if you want, but it's like, that one moment in time could have changed everything, you know, like, it's like a butterfly effect situation, if I could go back to that moment in time, I would annihilate, you know, some Mortal Kombat fucking finish him type shit, like, um, but yeah, and like, that was like a huge one of, like, the big things, you know, um, and then, too, like, another, another big issue was the fact that, you know, it's, like, it's weird for me to talk about, you know, because I'm in, like, I'm in, like, a happy relationship, I'm happy, like, really happy with my relationship right now, but, like, back when I was younger, you know, it's, like, very cliche to say, but it's, like, when you're young, it's, like, and you're a dude, it's like young, dumb, and full of cum. Like, literally. You know, it's a phase. Um, and like every other normal teenage boy, you know, it's like I got to the age where it was like, oh, I could start talking to chicks and doing all this, or, you know, experimenting, you know, like what normal kids fucking do. When my mom, when Shirley found out that I was like, what, 16, 15, you know, being experimental with, you know, so-and-so or this or that. It's like, it wasn't normal what she did. Like, she would print out, like, the transcripts. Like, she would go to the store, have our texts printed out with pictures and everything. So it's like dick pics or, like, titty pics or, like, whatever the fuck it was, you know? Like, being a young kid, you know? And she would print that out, and not only would she show me, she would show Duran. She would show the parents of the girl that I was that that, that the stuff was happening between. And she would show family members, like, oh, here's these look at the transcripts, look at look at how Anthony's talking to these girls and how these girls are talking to him. When nobody gives a fuck. You know? Like if anything, you're making yourself look fucking crazy. You think you think that Katie's parents were like thrilled that you showed them nothing but like pictures of their daughter like here here this is the picture that your daughter sending my son like full naked pic like that's weird nobody fucking does that like and that was embarrassing for me like that was embarrassing so like not only did like everyone know like when i did something wrong or like oh he got in trouble at school like all the family would know that like realistically it's safe to say that like not only did they know what my dick looked like they look look they knew what the girl, every single girl that I was talking to looked like, due to the fact that my mom being weird, like, when Mark would 
you know, Mark could do the same thing, and it'd be like, oh, well, it's normal, and um, it's a very normal thing, and guys experiment and stuff like that, and it, like, it, it was not a big deal with me. It was like she put the shit on blast and like printed off all my photos, all my text messages, all the inappropriate things that were said between me and this person, and like showed everybody. You know, so it's like, that's really embarrassing. Like, not only my home and school life is being portrayed for everyone to see, now my sex life is being portrayed for everyone to see. And I technically didn't even have a sex life. It's like me just being a kid. You know, like, oh, I wonder what boobs look like. Type shit, like, real talk. And she blew it way out of proportion. And it's like... And what's fucked up about that, too, is that recently... Um, my little brother did, like, some house-sitting for him or whatever and came across in Shirley's room. There's, like, a little... She she has a little shrine, a little fucking box of, like, all the notes that Kenny was writing to her girlfriend at the time in high school and, like, all the, all the transcripts, like, all the dick pics and stuff that I have sent and people have sent me and stuff. She has all of it still locked up in a little box underneath her desk, which is... Totally, totally, totally just proves my point, like, that she's fucked up. She's got, you know, like, I love the woman for taking me out of the ghetto, for real. But, like, <clears throat> she's fucked up, you know? There's, like, also things, it's like, you know, I'm not going to say who told me, but, like, I know for a fact, like, I have seen pictures and pages of that I have on my phone of notes in a notebook that she wrote saying... I hate Duran, and, you know, our relationship is just crumbling due to this, and I've been talking to someone else, blah, 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 like, basically saying how you're, like, how you hate your husband, how, um, there was, one of the pages literally in there was, like, how, you know, she just, like, felt the need to beat the fuck out of him, like, like, felt the need to, like, physically hurt him, and two, or, and three, um, like, you know, she's talking about other guys. So it's like... And Duran doesn't see this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, it just... It proves my point that... The man that I grew up loving and caring about so much and the man that made me who I am today is nothing but a pussy. Like, and I've said that direct through a message. Like, to my dad. Like, straight up, just told him, like, you have your head so far up Shirley's ass, it's unbelievable. Like, and I, I, there's times I kind of feel bad about it, but it's like, I don't, because, you know, like, if you were a real father, you wouldn't have let me left, you know, fucking 14 years ago, 15 years ago, when I left. Like, if you were a true father and cared about your own fucking son, you would have been like, hey, let me help you unpack this car so you don't have to leave, rather than let me help you pack your car so you can get the fuck out of here. You know? That's fucked up. Really grinds my gears. Pisses me off. Thinking about it. And like all these little things, like I say, like, you know, like how I said at the beginning, it's like... Lots of these little things, I feel like, are part of the reason why today and why living here, I get so triggered. You know? It's crazy. Like, you know? Like the Cody thing, it's like... Everybody's, like, different and like, how you, like, raise your your kids and whatnot. But it's, like, 
not only one when I was 13 did I learn how to do dishes did I learn how to do this did I learn how to clean my room learn how to do laundry not only did I do that because Shirley was like bitching and telling me that I had to get this done I did it because I wanted to get it done I looked at it as like okay this is this is a way for me to avoid her altogether like instead of her coming to me saying hey you got to do your fucking laundry I just knew well, let's get it done before she gets home so she ain't even going to say nothing about it. Like, it was, like, for myself almost. And the fact that, like, the person here doesn't have, like, that drive. Like, there's no, you know what? Like, like they're, like, never, ever do I think that he thinks, like, well, you know, instead of my mom getting home and doing everything for me, maybe I'll just go out there and do it. Like, there's no drive to do that. It's like you have schooling and you have a car and you have a good job and it's like you have a fucking scholarship but it's like you can't do the things that are gonna like keep you clean and healthy like and not only the fact that it does he not choose to do them it's like nobody is telling him that he has to do these things it's like it's like there's no question it's like oh we'll just go ahead honey sit down i'll take care of this when it's like no no like you're not gonna be here all the time like, everybody dies, you know what I'm saying? Like, God forbid, it'd be soon, but, like, everybody dies. Like, if this kid can't do this now, like, you know? Like, if this can't, if, if he can't do this now, you know how embarrassing that's gonna be for him to have to ask, like, one of his homies, like, at the fucking age of 23-something, be like, hey, could you show me how to use the uh, laundry machine? Like, they're just gonna look at you and be like, what the f- Like, are you, are you kidding me? Ha ha ha, like, funny joke, right? But, like, seriously... It's like, when I see stuff like that happen here, I get so triggered thinking about, like, dude, that it's just, like, not fair. It's not fair. I had to do all that shit, and, like, I did it because I wanted to. I did it because I didn't want to get bitched at, and, like, I didn't get a full-ride scholarship. I didn't do good in fucking school. You know what I'm saying? But somehow he has the things that I wanted to go good for me, going good for him, but then he doesn't do the things that he needs to do. You know? And it's, like, really simple. I know. It's, like, really small. I sound stupid bitching about it. But it's, like, it's something so simple but so big to me. You know? Like, how the fuck you tell me that you got a full-ride scholarship but you can't do dishes, bro? You know what I'm saying? That's, like, unreal to me. That's like someone going into, like, fucking NASA and being like, yeah, I know how to fly it, just don't know how to land it. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, completely ass-backwards. And it just, like, pisses me off. Because, like, there's no, not only, like I said, there's no drive for him to do it, but it's, like, there's a drive for the mom to come home after doing all this other work and dealing with whatever the fuck she's dealing with out there to come home and deal with his bullshit that he's too lazy to do. You know? And it's like, in no way, shape, or form am I saying that I'm perfect. There's tons of shit that I need to work on. Like, there's tons of shit that they could bitch about me about, you know? But it's like, it's just those things, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's so triggering to me. I don't know. And it all stems from, like, being adopted and, like, my childhood and, you know, I don't know. Fucking watching my in quotations, brother and sister be treated so differently when me, Kenny, and Eric, you know, or me and Kenny 
more so were treated way differently. Like, which which takes me back to like them being greedy. It's like if you knew this is how you were gonna treat two kids that weren't your blood children, why the fuck would you adopt kids? You know, I understand it for like, go ahead and tell me. Like, I, I want to hear it from their mouth. And I want to hear it from their mouth without using the excuse of, well, we just wanted to help you. Like, I want to know the real, you know, like, I want you to tell me in your mouth. It's like, I know what you're going to say, but I want to hear it come from their mouth. You know, because I know it's something that they won't admit. You know, Shirley's not going to fucking admit to that. She's too, uh, she's got too much self-pride, if you will, you know, like, I don't know. Crazy, crazy. Crazy fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, altogether, it just makes it so hard because it is. It's like I am. I'm 27 and getting older, and it's like all my cousins and, like, all my family members and shit, like, they do stuff together, but I don't go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't go to... Emily's wedding, you know, and it's like, all these things continue to happen, and it's like, it's hard for me to sit back and be like calm about it, you know, because it's like, how I said before in a, in a different recording that I did is like, you know, I don't want to die with, with all these unsaid things or like all these unheard feelings just like buried inside me. You know, to, like, all these people, like, to Frank and to Shirley and to Duran, like, but at the same time, I don't want to, it's hard for me to put it out there, you know, like, actually, like, write a note and say, you know, hey, so-and-so, like, I don't like you because you fucking do this or you fucking do that, like, because then it's almost like giving in to their powers, almost, and, like, just gives them more reason to bitch at me, almost, you know, or it's like, you dish it, you have to be able to take it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I can dish it out to them, but I don't know if I can slash want to take it from them, you know? So, like, that's what makes it even harder is that, like, I have all these un unheard things that I want to say to these people and, like, really explain, like, why I don't hang out with family, you know, is derived from Shirley and is derived from all these unsaid things that I haven't said, you know? Um, and that scares me. That scares me a lot because, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm going to die soon, but like, fuck, you know, I'm 27. It's like, you know, life is short. So it's like, and it's weird because it's like, it, it really affects me more so now than it does like any time, you know, it's like, I think about it in the now and like, just look back on it, I don't know, and, like, think on, like, you know, if I could have said this, or if I would have done this, maybe this wouldn't have happened, or if, you know, it's hard to, like, relive those things and be okay with how it actually went, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, 
There's obviously probably a bunch more I could probably add to this recording, but I don't know. I think I'm just going to take a dab and get the fuck out of here, to be honest. Because I'm getting kind of triggered. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. And it's like almost a little nerve-wracking to like do this podcast and like talk about this because it's like I get nervous thinking that like, you know, Shirley's going to hear this or Duran's going to hear this and it's like, you know, they're going to want to justify themselves. You know, that's the scary part for me is that like they're going to hear me talking about, you know, something that the truth and they're going to be like, oh, well, no, no, we didn't, I didn't hit you that hard and, you know, try to like justify it themselves when... You're not justifying anything. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is, I don't know. I don't know if anybody listens to this, because if you do, I'm sorry, your ears have to be tortured, but I don't know. It's it's weird how relaxing talking to your phone could be, or like doing a podcast can be, like, you know, it's like you're not really talking to anybody, but you are, in a way, you know. <sighs> anyway. I need the torch. I need the torch and the butane. Oh, about to take a dab of this. Uh, what do we got here? Some butter cookies. Oof. Butter cookies. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, another thing, too, it's just, like, not even, like, the Shirley and Duran thing. It's, like, the, the the people that, like, are my blood family, you know, like, Uncle Mike and, like, my grandma and, like, Marquis and Cassie and Kenny and Aunt Shauna and Travis, like, all those people. Um, even now, it's, like, it's hard to hang out with them, too, just because of how family went with the Grices, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard... It's just hard to be in, like, a family environment because I've never felt comfortable in my own family environment, you know? That's like, I was telling my girlfriend the other day, like, it makes me so sad and it pisses me off so much. Like, when we watch all these shows or we watch these movies and it's like, you know, you see the typical, you know, father-son bonding time or, like, mother-son bonding time. And it's like, I get so triggered watching that shit because it's like, dude, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like... You guys make it look like it's so easy on fucking TV when it's like, dude, I can't even, I can't even tell you how bad I wanted that. You know what I'm saying? Like to be able to sit down and casually light up a spliff with my mom and just talk about anything, you know, and be like completely open when you can't, like I've never had that experience, like with, with my, with Shirley or Becky, you know, like like I said earlier, it's like the only mother figure I have, kind of, is like Grandma Nalus. You know? 
which is Becky's, you know, my birth mom, Rebecca Nealis's uh, mom. So, Grandma, if you listen to this, I love you. <laughs> Don't hate me for smoking, please. It's okay, I'm a medical patient. But yeah, so it's like, I don't know, seeing all these people like say, you know, I love my mom and I love my family when, fuck that, you know, like, I've never felt comfortable in my own family. Crazy. I don't know, but let's get into it though. Fucking dab up. Let me get the fuck out of here. Like I said, those who listen, thank you for wasting a good 53 minutes with me bullshitting. And anybody that does listen that's family, you know, like, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to bash anybody. I'm just stating my piece, how I feel. I have a right to say whatever the fuck I want. And I just don't want anybody to take it, like, personally or, you know... You know, nothing personal, it's just me being honest. And, um, you know, certain people I guess you could say is personal with, you know, like aka Frank or uh, Shirley, Duran maybe. But um, other than that, like all the cousins and stuff, any of the cousins that listen to this, you know, um, don't take it personal. You know, it's more so the adults and, and me kind of having problems, but um, yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. Some butter cookies. About to dab it up. Cheers. Oh, God. Too hot. (coughs) Oh, fuck. (coughs) Way too hot. Well, (coughs) like I said, yeah, anybody listening, thank you for listening. Um, Me and the missus have a podcast idea for, um, first time at a dispensary and stuff like that so and it's gonna be like organized we'll have like certain topics and points that we talk about but um we have that in the making so stay tuned and uh yeah stay high and have a good day what's up what's going on it's your boy back with another ramble session um Yeah, I feel like I've covered some of these topics before, but today I'm just kind of, I don't know, I've been thinking about me a lot recently, and I guess my childhood, um, and how my childhood kind of made me the way I am today. Um, Yeah, I don't know how it's going to go, I don't know if I'll publish this, but um, yeah, you know, let's just... uh, start with, you know, obviously my name, my name is Anthony, and, uh, I was adopted, 
I was adopted and uh, before all that happened um, yeah my name is Anthony I was born my initial name is Anthony Nealis that was my original name Nealis N-E-A-L-I-S um, and I was born November 7th 1991 in Pontiac Pontiac Michigan out there in the yak um, woman who gave birth to me was Rebecca Nealis my mother birth mother um, and only thing I know about my real dad is that his name is Lee um, of Hispanic descent or whatever um, yeah while I was um, in the womb from my understanding my mom was using a little bit and Using as in using drugs and drinking alcohol, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, you know. There was, like, little things I remember before, like, the adoption. Little glimpses of things that, you know, that, like, I'll never forget. Um, like, the day that the day that CPS came and swooped us up, um, Child Protective Services, you know. I remember it being just like a huge blowout, and uh, the guy that my mom was with at the time, which was um, my little brother's dad, because each, each one of us has different dads, and it goes, Marquis was born first, Cassie, then me, then Kenny. Each one of us has different dads. Um, and yeah. You know, there's, like, certain things that I remember, and then certain things that I don't. But, yeah, I just remember, like, CPS came and got us, and then from there, it was just from house to house to house to house to house. Um, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, I'm not asking for sympathy, I'm just, it's just simply me stating facts, you know, um... You know, and I, I don't know. I'm sure there's kids out there that have been in adoption, like in the adoption program, and have gone through even more foster homes. But me, my story was like 36, 37 different foster homes. And it may not seem like a lot to some people, but it's a lot. It's really a lot. Like, you know. I don't even know. There's just... I don't know. Like, having times of, like... Okay, here's this house, and then the same day being taken to another house. To later that same day be taken to another different house. Um, to be honest, it's very traumatizing. It's very... Um, Especially looking back on it now, you know, um, it didn't really seem to be an issue like as as a kid, you know, and when it was happening, you know. But looking back on it, it's like holy, holy fuck, you know. I mean, it's like you know, yeah, it's traumatizing, but. It's, uh, 
I guess something I kind of got over. I'm not like, I don't know, it's weird to say that. I'm not like fully over it, but, um, like I said, you know, it's weird looking back on it now and just like thinking about it, you know, thinking some little kid going from, you know, not knowing who the fuck I am, you know, I didn't know who the fuck I was, I didn't know really what was going on, I was just kind of thrown into the mix and then tossed around like, you know, some fucking toy, and it's weird, you know, because like, you go to these houses expecting this is it, this is the house, like, just to find out that no, we're taking you to a different house and we're taking you to another house, it's like, I don't know, you know, it's, uh, part of me thinks, like, it's, you know, it's dumb for me to be, like, bummed about it at, like, the age of 27, you know, like, you, you know, you move on, but, like, I don't know, recently it's just been on my mind, like, a lot, just thinking, like, just about it, and I don't know, like, and so many different things about it, it's not just, like, the adoption itself, it's, like, so many other little things, like little, little things, you know, like going to a different house and like having to meet the family members and do this and do that. And like, just to have them not want have to have them be like, looking back on it, it's like them being like, oh shit, like this kid's way too much. Like we don't need this, you know, just ship them off. And it's like, they'd come and pick me up. It's like, that doesn't make that didn't make me, and, like, it does, it, I don't think it would make anybody feel normal, or, like, you know, being, like, set in time, you know, it's, like, nothing is set, you know, because it's, like, you don't know if you're gonna get picked up again, um, and, like, while that was happening, you know, it was, like, um, there was uh, this place called Ennis Center, and um, when I had finally gotten to the point where, um, you know, the Grises had taken me in, um, they took me in, and then I think, I want to say they adopted me like a year later, but before I was actually adopted, like, they came in, and they picked me up from Ennis Center, <clears throat> and uh, went home with them, and... I had like a therapist there or like a social worker, whatever they're called. Um, and my mom would, you know, surely would, would take me in there. Um, not only to like see the social worker and to like talk to her, but like, um, for a brief period of time, there was like, I could go in and like Becky would show up, you know, um, like it was like visitation. And we did that for a little bit. And, um, I just remember that being kind of like awkward and weird just because it's like my mom having to sit there and um, like communicate with this woman who is going to adopt me, you know, it's just kind of weird, all weird, but um, that was like a thing and she would take us up or she would take me up there and I'd see my mom and I'd get to visit with her for a minute and then I'd get to see my social worker and then we'd go. And then it started to turn into, like, we would show up to do, like, visitations, and uh, Becky wouldn't show up, you know, she just, like, wouldn't, you know, and I would, I would imagine it was because she was using, or, you know, um, she just wasn't in the right mindset, I guess, but 
you know, I don't know. Um, she just like stopped showing up this one time, and then uh, we went the next time, and she still wasn't there, and then um, that was that. So that was kind of like rough, I guess, initially being able to like see your mom, but live with somebody else, and then have your mom just totally like shut you down. You know, it's almost like looking back on it, it was like she gave up. You know, she was just like, "Fuck it, this woman has full rights to my kid, and I don't have any rights." And, uh, like, I'm an addict, I'm just, you know, whatevs. And so, in my mind, it was like she just, like, gave up. And just, like, kapooshed the whole idea. Which is really unfair. And not, um... Not very, uh, grown-up... Not a very grown-up situation, or, or, uh... Not a very grown-up thing to do. Um... Because me, and if I was in that situation, you know, even, you know, with the benefit of the doubt, her being an addict, it's like, if even if I was an addict and had four kids and they were like, hey, we're taking these kids, if you don't do this, it's like, to me, I feel like that would be a huge motivator to be like, I need to get my shit in order. I need to get my shit in check. But to her, it was, fuck, let me, you know, let me jump down the rabbit hole even further. Um... Then yeah, you know, stopped. Uh, she stopped showing up at visitations, and then, to be honest, things were going good. Like after Shirley, like like the the crisis had initially taken me in. Things were going good. It was like I had a house, you know, I had a brother, I had a sister, and then things got even better because my little brother, well, little sister at the time. Um, was adopted by them too, or was taken in by them too, and then, you know, I had my actual blood relative with me, you know, in this house that these people were going to adopt me, and, you know, the guys's, and, uh, it was cool, everything was cool, like, it was just, you know, it was cool, and then we were adopted, actually adopted, and then everything was cool, everything was cool, you know, and it was like, I was adopted at the age of seven, and so from seven to about the age of 12, I want to say, whenever, like, eighth grade hits, however old you are when that hits, um, everything was cool until that point, and then it just got out of hand, it just, I don't know, it just sort of spiraled, you know, um, I don't know, um, It was cool because, like, being adopted, you know, and, like, having, I guess, I'll use the, you know, the, the word family, you know, um, but it just didn't work out. Like, me and Shirley started button heads and um, just caused a lot of turmoil, you know, um, and looking back on the situation, it's like Shirley had already, Shirley and Duran already had two kids of their own. Um, Mark and Stephanie, who were just, you know, like perfect kids, you know. Um, never got in trouble, you know, always had good grades, stuff like that, you know. Um, and so when these things started to happen where me and Shirley were going, you know, going at it in button heads, 
it turned into not only just me and Shirley butting heads, but like, you know, Shirley and my dad butting heads because, or Shirley and Duran butting heads because of something I did or, you know, causing just huge family issues through simply me, like me and Kenny, like not doing certain things or he's not doing good in school or he's always getting in trouble or stuff like that. So it would cause all these other problems. Um, And yeah, I don't know, it's just like a lot of turmoil, you know. Um, and so like looking back on it, it's like now it's like, you know, thank the Grices for what they did, you know, like uh, that's amazing. But, you know, you already had two kids of your own and from what I understand, like, from when I got older, is that, like, you know, things, I guess, didn't seem to be the greatest, even before we were, me and Kenny were in the picture, you know, from lots of the stuff I hear, or have heard, you know, didn't really seem like Shirley was well-liked. I'm not going to say that she wasn't liked at all, but she wasn't well-liked by Duran's family, you know, um, from my understanding. Um... Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so Shirley wasn't liked by Duran's family, which kind of made it hard on me, like, in the long run, because it was like, you know, along with, like, the other problems that they were having, like, in their marriage or just, like, in the family, whatever it was like, they had to deal with my issues and all this other things when it's, like, you already had two kids of your own and, like, you see them in high school and it's, like, they're, they're you know, Mark, a scholar-athlete, Stephanie, a scholar-athlete, like, they're doing good things. So, like, it's almost, you know, I don't want to sound like a dick for saying this, but it's, like, almost like Duran and Shirley got greedy. Like, they wanted more when they had already had enough, you know, they had two kids of their own and like two damn good kids, you know, like, I understand that like, yeah, you might want to help out somebody else, but it's like, thank you for doing that. But you know what I'm saying? Like you already had two kids of your own, you know, plus you got all these nephews and nieces and stuff like that. Like, and even at that, like you took me in and then, you know, you just like, started adding more and more people, like, it's, like, for me, it went to Kenny, and then it was me and Kenny, and then from there, she went and adopted just a totally another person, which is Eric, my little brother, who had a totally different family, um, and he was adopted as a baby, and so she took him in, and then after that, it was, like, she was still, like, in the system, so it was, like, we would have other kids just come by, like, kind of like how I was doing in those 36 different foster homes, like, oh, we're going to ship her here and see if this works, or we're going to ship her here and see if this works, so she was, like, one of the houses that kids could go to, um, and it's, like, mad props, I guess, for trying to better other people, but then at the same time, like, you know, don't get greedy, don't ask for, for, for more shit, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know, I don't know, and it's like, you know, like right off the rip, I would imagine they knew that they were going to treat 
their own kids differently than some adopted kids, you know? Like, and there was, I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, everything was, was different, you know, but, like, there was legit things that, like, you know, like, when we were older that caused, like, lots of problems. It was, like, you know, Mark. Mark could go over to a friend's house and get plastered, you know, have, like, high school parties, do crazy things, you know, come home smelling like booze or do this. And it wasn't really anything. Shirley and Duran would kind of be like, well, you got to be careful and this and that. And kind of just like a slap on the wrist. When if it was me coming home at the age of like 16 or something with like the smell of weed on me or, you know, uh, it smells like beer or uh, it smells like smoke. Um, You're grounded. Give me your phone. Give me your keys. Uh, Just like instant, like fuck, you know. But, like, Mark can go out and do that, and somehow it's okay. Like, you're not going to punish him. You're not going to take his phone away, you know? Like, even when we were younger, it was, like, like, just one thing I'll never forget. Like, we were doing math, and, like, I don't know, I was in, like, sixth, maybe, like, seventh grade or something. And I couldn't understand whatever we were doing, you know? I was having a hard time understanding it, you know, like, due to my ADHD and, like, me just not focusing, you know, and so I'd ask my mom for help, surely, and I don't know, she just, like, it was so scary, like, I asked her for help on, like, a math problem, and, like, I couldn't understand it, and I was like, well, I don't understand what you mean, and she was getting frustrated, and frustrated enough to the point where, like, she asked me to do the problem again, and I did it wrong, and she, like, freaked out, like, freaked out, and was just, like, started yelling and like, no, the answer's six or whatever the fucking answer was, you know, I was like, it's six. How do you not fucking understand? You know, and just started like screaming. And I had said a few things back, you know, like in shock, like, whoa, like what the fuck do you mean? Like, I'm asking you for help. Obviously that's not what I said. I didn't swear or anything. I was just like, I was just asking you for help. And the situation escalated. And I remember Shirley raising her hand throwing it back, and just, bang, slapped me across the face, right, slapped me across the face, my glasses went flying, I had a huge cut on my nose, like, I was bleeding, you know, on the, on the top of my nose, I was bleeding, and nobody did anything, Mark was standing right in the kitchen, Duran was standing right in the kitchen, and no one did a goddamn thing, right, and so, right after it happened, she instantly started to panic, and was like, oh, well, uh, are your glasses okay, and, uh, like, instantly panicked and started fabricating a story that I could tell people at school, at St. Michael's, I would have to go to St. Michael's and tell people at school, like, hey, uh, yeah, I got this huge glass on my, or huge gash on my face, and my glasses are broken and taped together, but my parents definitely didn't hit me, you know, like, they wanted me to, fab you know, she wanted me to fabricate a story and be like, yo, like, you were playing with your cousins and got hit with this or something, when it's like, you're the one that did that, you know, like, and not only that happened, it's like, you know, you did that, and Duran, you didn't step in and say anything, you just stood there like a pussy and did nothing, too, Mark, you didn't do anything either, you know, so it's like, I understand, like, you gotta punish your kids somehow, but like, physically abusing them, and then not have, like, your own father step in to be like, hey, whoa, that's too much, or, you know, have your little brother be like, whoa, leave him alone type stuff, like, over, over a simple math question, you know, it's like little things like that that I'll never forget, and it's like, 
when little things happen now, it's like, that's one of the things that, like, I go to is just there, like, in that time and space and just, like, you know, like, and I think about it as, like, you know, almost like a butterfly effect situation. It's like, I go back to that moment in time and just, like, look at everybody standing there not doing shit, nobody's saying anything, you know, and it's like, especially Duran, it's like, you just watched your kid get slapped across the face, broken glasses, cut up nose, like, bleeding out of my nose, and you don't do anything. You know, you just sit there and watch her almost help her fabricate a story for me to tell my teachers at school, you know? And, like, one of the things was like, yeah, well, you're not, like, I remember her telling me, she was like, no, well, you're not going to go to school and tell them what happened. You're going to go to school and say this. So it's like, you know, I don't know. And it's like, I'm not talking about this to, like, have everybody, you know, like coalition against her and be like oh fuck you and fuck you it's like none of that needs to happen it's just like you know it's just me being honest and like saying these things so like you know anybody in the family that like hears this and like hears these things i'm saying about your aunt or your you know whatever like it's my side of the story and it's like things that happen behind closed doors that i can't let sit behind those closed doors anymore you know, because it like, with things like that, it's like, I can't not tell family, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Or like, tell the people in the family, like Duran's side of the family that like, I appreciate. That was like a hard thing too, is that like, Duran's side of the family was like the music side of the family. And like, you know, we're in a band and like everything music related, like they were super cool, super chill, you know, open about everything. And... Shirley's side of the family was, like, very traditional, very strict, and, like, Polish background, and, you know, you don't talk back, and stuff like that, you know, very strict, and so I always leaned towards Duran's side of the family, but that started to fade away because of all the problems that I would have with Shirley, you know, and, like, her side of the family, and just, you know, just her craziness, you know, her own illness, whatever that she has, you know, it was like another thing. I remember she would get pissed, like she would get pissed at me for, you know, basically telling the homies and like my friends, the truth or telling other people like cousins, like, yeah, well, like this happened and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, she would get pissed at me and say like, oh, well, you don't, you know, you don't fucking go and tell people what happens behind closed doors in our house because that's not their business. When looking back on it, it's like every time I would get in trouble or I did something wrong, you know, surely you were the first one on the phone telling, you know, all your sisters and all your friends, like, oh, well, he did this, and oh, no, Mark can come over, but he can't because he's grounded because he did this, you know, it's like, you would get pissed at me for telling the truth to people about what's going on, but then you could go and do it with, like, your friends and be like, oh, yep, yep, in trouble again, or lied about this, or got suspended from school, like, you know, when you're, you're you're yelling at me for people knowing our business when you're going out there and spilling it yourself, you know? And it was like another thing was like that was hard for me too is because not only does everybody know my business, like it's hard for me to be around those people. So it's like going over to Uncle Dale's house for a party or going over to Aunt Nancy's house for a party was like, in my mind was like, okay, well, which, which cousin or which aunt or uncle is going to come up to me and try to talk to me about 
a situation that I recently got in trouble for, you know, or like, when is my, you know, when is Shirley's mom, Shirley, you know, my grandma going to come up to me and be like, you need to respect your mom and this and that. And it's like, no, you know, like, no, I don't know. Like, it was just always like, like everyone knew. So I was almost like embarrassed. I've, I've never felt comfortable at Uncle Dale's or, you know, Aunt Nancy's or Aunt Susan's, you know, God rest her soul, like Aunt Susan's or like anybody, like anywhere, you know? Um, and that's based on like me and Shirley's relationship, you know? But um, I don't know. I don't know. And recently, it's just like, I just think about it a lot. Think about it a lot, you know. Because it's like, when I left, it got to the point where, like, I just said, fuck it, you know. Like, shit was so bad at home. I was, like, 17, 18. And said, fuck it, you know. And, like, I moved. I just left. I packed my fucking neon up with all my shit. And I just said, fuck it, like. And didn't really work out the first time, and so I had to go back. And, like, I went and stayed with my buddy, Newfie, um, who was, like, he was the same age as me, lived in, like, the same city. It was, like, you know, like a five-minute drive from my house, you know, or from Shirley and Duran's house. But um, that didn't really work out, and so I had to go back home. And then there was a few other times that, like, didn't really work out, but I remember the one time, like, one of the main ones was, um, I don't know, I was, like, 16 or something. And I had been, like, gauging my ears, you know, so, like, I don't know if you know what gauges are, but they're, like, you know, like, big earrings, you know, they, like, put holes in your ear, you know, it's, like, like a hole puncture, you just bang. But, um, I had started to do that, and, like, I was doing it for, like, at least a month at that time, and I had finally stretched my ears up to the point where I, like, like, to, like, pencil size. And she kind of noticed, and it was, like, instant, like, ultimatum. She was, like, well... It's either you choose, you know, it's either you lose those earrings or you're gone. You know, like literally gave me an ultimatum. Like when all these movies you see on TV and all these, all this fucking bullshit you see on TV is, is like, no matter what, you love your child. You know what I'm saying? Like no matter what. Like I don't care if your kids fucking murdered people, like you still love your child. Like, you let them be who they want to be. You can't change, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it was it was completely fucked, because I was like, well, you know, like, fuck, Mark can dye his hair, and Stephanie can do all this shit, but I can't have the earrings I want to have. And, like, not only I can't have the earrings that I want to have, you're going to, like, take away my living space, because I choose to have these earrings. You know? And it was, like, another situation where, like, Duran's just, like, a pussy and doesn't do anything. He's, like, you know? Like, if if Duran was a man, you would have, instead of helped me pack my car to leave, you would have been taking the stuff out of my car and been, like, hey, like, we can fix this. This is gonna work and, you know, I love you type stuff. Not, like, here, let me help pack your stuff up so you can leave. You know? Like... That's another weird situation is to, like, with the adoption. It was, like, at first it was, like, you know, it was me and Shirley. And then, like, me and Shirley started to crumble 
and then it was like me and Duran, and me and Duran were just like, Duran was, the reason I'm so musically inclined and stuff today, and like the reason why music is such a huge part of my life today is because of Duran, but as I got older, I just, you know, I started to see like the real life scenario on like, wow, he really is like a pushover, you know, like anytime he tries to stand up for himself in front of Shirley, Shirley's just gunning him down, like, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was like a moment in time where I was like, yeah, oh yeah, definitely, like Duran's a pussy, like he's not going to stand up and say anything for himself, you know, but like there was that time when I just, I just lost it, you know, because I was like this man that you know, and this happened kind of recently, actually, you know, because it was like, I don't know, it was just like, this man that I'd grown up in, like, he's, you know, my love for music comes from him, and like, my love for everything that I love, basically, comes from Duran, and like, to see him just be kind of like walked on and like walked over and have him not do a damn thing about it really changed how I look at him you know like never in my life will I be like oh I fucking hate you and like you did nothing for me it's like I'll tell anyone until the day I die that like I love Duran and I love him for who he is I just hate the fact that he's has no backbone like when it comes to his significant other like his wife you know like I don't even know, you know, like, that was me in the situation where I, like, witnessed my wife slap my kid across the face, like, I don't care, like, you know what I'm saying, it's like, you grab her and you put her against the wall, and I'm not saying, like, you know, fucking beat the shit out of her, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, you have a voice for a reason, like, you don't have to use your hands at all, but it's like, when you saw, you know, when Duran saw her slap me across the face, nothing was said, like, nothing, you know, and, like, to the point where it was, like, slapped, like, where there was blood dripping from my nose, and, like, my glasses were broken, and I was just standing there just in shock. Like, nobody said anything. Mark standing right here, Duran sitting right there, nothing said. And then even after it had happened, I remember Mark kind of joking about it, being like, oh, well, you're stupid. You kind of, like, turned your face into the smack. And it's like, how is it a joke now? There's no fucking joking about it, like. Your mom, Mark, just slapped me across the face and fabricated a story that I had to tell so that CPS wouldn't come take me away from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I went to school, especially at St. Michael's, and, like, I don't know. if I, I'm pretty sure I have photos, but, like, it wasn't, like, 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 I'm not saying that it was, like, detrimental. Like, there was no stitches. It wasn't, like crazy crazy but it was like it was fucked up like my like I had bandages on my nose my glasses were all taped up and like the side of my face was like a little bit bruised so like it, it you know it was pretty fucked up and like if me going to a catholic school if I would have said like hey uh my mom did this to me but she gave me some crazy story to fabricate like you would have been fucked you know Shirley and Duran would have been fucked like there would have been police at the house like would have been questioned, I would have been questioned, all the kids would have been questioned, and, like, somebody would have cracked, I know they would have, so, like, but that's not how it happened, well, that's how it should have happened, but it didn't, because I was so terrified, because I had just gotten slapped by my mom, that, like, if I would go to school and tell the truth, that it would just happen again, 
when, you know, that's fucked. Completely fucked. And it's like me being 27 talking about something that happened 14 years ago. You know, call me a pussy if you want, but it's like, that one moment in time could have changed everything, you know? Like, it's like a butterfly effect situation. If I could go back to that moment in time, I would annihilate. You know? Some Mortal Kombat fucking finish him type shit. Like, um... But yeah, and like, that was like a huge... One one of like the big things, you know? Um... And then, too, like, another another big issue was the fact that, you know, it's, like, it's weird for me to talk about, you know, because I'm in, like, I'm in, like, a happy relationship. I'm happy, like, really happy with my relationship right now. But, like, back when I was younger, you know, it's, like, very cliche to say, but it's, like, when you're young, it's, like, and you're a dude, it's, like, young, dumb, and full of cum. Like, literally. You know, it's a phase. Um... And, like, every other normal teenage boy, you know, it's, like, I got to the age where it was, like, oh, I could start talking to chicks and doing all this or, you know, experimenting, you know, like what normal kids fucking do. When my mom, when Shirley found out that I was, like, what, 16, 15, you know, being experimental with, you know, so-and-so or this or that, it's, like, it wasn't normal what she did like she would print out like the transcripts like she would go to the store have our texts printed out with pictures and everything so it's like dick pics or like titty pics or like whatever the fuck it was you know like being a young kid you know and she would print that out and not only would she show me she would show duran she would show the parents of the girl that i was that, that, that the stuff was happening between. And she would show family members, like, oh, here's these, look at the transcripts, look at, look at how Anthony's talking to these girls and how these girls are talking to him, when nobody gives a fuck. You know? Like, if anything, you're making yourself look fucking crazy. You think, you think that Katie's parents were, like, thrilled that you showed them nothing but, like, pictures of their daughter? Like, here, here, this is the picture that your daughter's sending my son. Like, full naked pic, like... That's weird. Nobody fucking does that. Like, and that was embarrassing for me. Like, that was embarrassing. So, like, not only did, like, everyone know, like, when I did something wrong or, like, oh, he got in trouble at school, like, all the family would know that. Like, realistically, it's safe to say that, like, not only did they know what my dick looked like, they they knew what the girl, every single girl that I was talking to looked like due to the fact that my mom being weird. Like, when Mark would... You know, Mark could do the same thing, and it'd be like, oh, well, it's normal, and um, it's a very normal thing, and guys experiment and stuff like that. And, it, like, it, it was not a big deal with me. It was like she put the shit on blast and, like, printed off all my photos, all my text messages, all the inappropriate things that were said between me and this person, and, like, showed everybody. You know, so it's like, that's really embarrassing. Like, not only my home and school life is being portrayed for everyone to see and now my sex life is being portrayed for everyone to see and I technically didn't even have a sex life that's like me just being a kid you know like oh I wonder what boobs look like type shit like real talk and she blew it way out of proportion that's like 
And what's fucked up about that, too, is that recently, um, my little brother did, like, some house-sitting for him or whatever, and came across in Shirley's room, there's, like, a little, she, she has a little shrine, a little fucking box of, like, all the notes that Kenny was writing to her girlfriend at the time in high school, and, like, all the, all the transcripts, like, all the dick pics and stuff that I have sent and people have sent me and stuff she has all of it still locked up in a little box underneath her desk which is totally 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 just proves my point like that she's fucked up she's got you know like i love the woman for taking me out of the ghetto for real but like <clears throat> she's fucked up you know there's like also things it's like you know i'm not gonna say who told me but like i know for a fact like, I have seen pictures and pages of that I have on my phone of notes in a notebook that she wrote saying, I hate Duran, and, you know, our relationship is just crumbling due to this, and I've been talking to someone else, blah, 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 blah. Like, basically saying how you're, like, how you hate your husband, how um, there was one of the pages literally in there was, like, how you know, she just, like, felt the need to beat the fuck out of him, like, like, felt the need to, like, physically hurt him, and two, or, and three, um, like, you know, she's talking about other guys, so it's like, and Duran doesn't see this, you know what I'm saying, like, it's fucking crazy, like, it just, it proves my point that the man that I grew up loving and caring about so much and the man that made me who I am today is nothing but a pussy. Like, and I've said that direct through a message, like, to my dad. Like, straight up, just told him, like, you have your head so far up Shirley's ass, it's unbelievable. Like, and I, I there's times I kind of feel bad about it, but it's like, I don't, because, you know... Like, if you were a real father, you wouldn't have let me left, you know, fucking 14 years ago, 15 years ago when I left. Like, if you were a true father and cared about your own fucking son, you would have been like, hey, let me help you unpack this car so you don't have to leave, rather than let me help you pack your car so you can get the fuck out of here. You know? That's fucked up. Really grinds my gears. Pisses me off. Thinking about it. And, like, all these little things, like I say, like, you know, like how I said at the beginning, is like, Lots of these little things, I feel like, are part of the reason why today and why living here, I get so triggered. You know? It's crazy. Like, you know? Like the Cody thing, it's like... Everybody's, like, different and like, how you, like, raise your, your kids and whatnot. But it's like... Not only one, when I was 13, did I learn how to do dishes? Did I learn how to do this? Did I learn how to clean my room? Learn how to do laundry? Not only did I do that because Shirley was, like, bitching and telling me that I had to get this done. I did it because I wanted to get it done. I looked at it as, like, okay, this is this is a way for me to avoid her altogether. Like, instead of her coming to me saying, hey, you got to do your fucking laundry, I just knew well, let's get it done before she gets home so she ain't even going to say nothing about it. Like, it was, like, for myself almost. And the fact that, like, the person here doesn't have, like, that drive. Like, there's no, you know what? Like, like they're, like, never, 
ever do I think that he thinks like, well, you know, instead of my mom getting home and doing everything for me, maybe I'll just go out there and do it. Like, there's no drive to do that. It's like you have schooling and you have a car and you have a good job and it's like you have a fucking scholarship, but it's like you can't do the things that are going to, like, keep you clean and healthy. Like, and not only the fact that it does he not choose to do them, it's like nobody is telling him that he has to do these things. It's like, it's like there's no question. It's like, oh, well, just go ahead, honey, sit down. I'll take care of this. When it's like, no, no. Like, you're not going to be here all the time. Like, everybody dies, you know what I'm saying? Like, God forbid, it'd be soon, but, like, everybody dies. Like, if this kid can't do this now, like, you know, like, if this can't, if, if he can't do this now... You know how embarrassing that's going to be for him to have to ask, like, one of his homies, like, at the fucking age of 23-something, be like, hey, could you show me how to use the uh, laundry machine? Like, they're just going to look at you and be like, what the f- like, are you, are you kidding me? Ha ha ha, like, funny joke, right? But, like, seriously. It's like, when I see stuff like that happen here, I get so triggered thinking about, like, dude, that it's just, like, not fair. It's not fair. I had to do all that shit. And, like, I did it because I wanted to. I did it because I didn't want to get bitched at. And, like, I didn't get a full-ride scholarship. I didn't do good in fucking school. You know what I'm saying? But somehow he has the things that I wanted to go good for me, going good for him. But then he doesn't do the things that he needs to do. You know? And it's, like, really simple. I know. It's, like, really small. I sound stupid bitching about it. But it's, like, it's something so simple but so big to me, you know, like, how the fuck you tell me that you got a full ride scholarship, but you can't do dishes, bro, you know what I'm saying, that's, like, unreal to me, that's, like, someone going into, like, fucking NASA and being like, yeah, I know how to fly it, just don't know how to land it, you know what I'm saying, it's, like, completely ass backwards, and it just, like, pisses me off, because, like, there's no, not only, like I said, there's no drive for him to do it, but it's, like, there's a drive for the mom to come home after doing all this other work and dealing with whatever the fuck she's dealing with out there to come home and deal with his bullshit that he's too lazy to do, you know? And it's, like, in no way, shape, or form am I saying that I'm perfect. There's tons of shit that I need to work on. Like, there's tons of shit that they could bitch about me about, you know? But it's, like... It's just those things, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's so triggering to me. I don't know. And it all stems from, like, being adopted and, like, my childhood and, you know, I don't know. Fucking watching my, in quotations, brother and sister be treated so differently when me, Kenny, and Eric, you know, or me and Kenny, more so, were treated way differently. Like, which which takes me back to, like, them being greedy. It's like, if you knew this is how you were going to treat two kids that weren't your blood children, why the fuck would you adopt kids? You know, I understand it for, like, go ahead and tell me. Like, I, I want to hear it from their mouth, and I want to hear it from their mouth without using the excuse of, well, we just wanted to help you. Like, I want to know the real, you know, like, I want you to tell me in your mouth. It's like, I know what you're going to say, but I want to hear it come from their mouth. You know, because I know it's something that they won't admit. You know Shirley's not going to fucking admit to that. She's too, uh, 
she's got too much self-pride, if you will, you know, like, I don't know. Crazy, crazy. Crazy, fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, altogether, it just makes it so hard because it is. It's like I am. I'm 27 and getting older, and it's like all my cousins and, like, all my family members and shit, like, they do stuff together, but I don't go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't go to... Emily's wedding, you know, and it's like, all these things continue to happen, and it's like, it's hard for me to sit back and be like calm about it, you know, because it's like, how I said before in a, in a different recording that I did is like, you know, I don't want to die with, with all these unsaid things or like all these unheard feelings just like buried inside me. You know, to, like, all these people, like, to Frank and to Shirley and to Duran, like. But at the same time, I don't want to, it's hard for me to put it out there, you know, like, actually, like, write a note and say, you know, hey, so-and-so, like, I don't like you because you fucking do this or you fucking do that, like. Because then it's almost like giving in to their powers, almost, and, like, just gives them more reason to bitch at me, almost. You know, or it's like you dish it, you have to be able to take it, you know what I'm saying, and it's like, I can dish it out to them, but I don't know if I can slash want to take it from them, you know, so, like, that's what makes it even harder, is that, like, I have all these un unheard things that I want to say to these people, and, like, really explain, like, why I don't hang out with family, you know, is derived from Shirley, and is derived from all these unsaid things that I haven't said, you know, um, and that scares me. That scares me a lot because, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm going to die soon, but like, fuck, you know, I'm 27. It's like, you know, life is short. So it's like, and it's weird because it's like, it, it really affects me more so now than it does like any time, you know, it's like, I think about it in the now and like, just look back on it, I don't know, and, like, think on, like, you know, if I could have said this, or if I would have done this, maybe this wouldn't have happened, or if, you know, it's hard to, like, relive those things and be okay with how it actually went, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, there's obviously probably a bunch more I could probably add to this recording, but I don't know. I think I'm just going to take a dab and get the fuck out of here, to be honest. Because I'm getting kind of triggered. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. And it's like almost a little nerve-wracking to like do this podcast and like, talk about this, because it's like, I get nervous thinking that, like, you know, Shirley's gonna hear this, or Duran's gonna hear this, and it's like, you know, they're gonna want to justify themselves, you know, that's the scary part for me, is that, like, they're gonna hear me talking about, you know, something that, the truth, and they're gonna be like, oh, well, no, no, we didn't, 
oh, I didn't hit you that hard, and, you know, try to, like, justify it themselves when you're not justifying anything. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, I don't know. I don't know if anybody listens to this. Because if you do, I'm sorry. Your ears have to be tortured. But, I don't know. It's it's weird how relaxing talking to your phone could be. Or like doing a podcast can be. like You know? It's like you're not really talking to anybody, but you are. In a way. You know? <sighs> anyway. I need the torch. I need the torch and the butane. Oh, about to take a dab of this. Uh, what do we got here? Some butter cookies. Oof. Butter cookies. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, another thing, too, it's just, like, not even, like, the Shirley and Duran thing. It's, like, the, the the people that, like, are my blood family, you know, like, Uncle Mike and, like, my grandma and, like, Marquis and Cassie and Kenny and Aunt Shauna and Travis, like, all those people. Um, even now, it's, like, it's hard to hang out with them, too, just because of how family went with the Grices, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard... It's just hard to be in, like, a family environment because I've never felt comfortable in my own family environment, you know? That's like, I was telling my girlfriend the other day, like, it makes me so sad and it pisses me off so much. Like, when we watch all these shows or we watch these movies and it's like, you know, you see the typical, you know, father-son bonding time or, like, mother-son bonding time. And it's like, I get so triggered watching that shit because it's like, dude, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like... You guys make it look like it's so easy on fucking TV when it's like, dude, I can't even, I can't even tell you how bad I wanted that. You know what I'm saying? Like to be able to sit down and casually light up a spliff with my mom and just talk about anything, you know, and be like completely open when you can't. Like I've never had that experience, like with, with my, with Shirley or Becky, you know, like like I said earlier, it's like the only mother figure I have, kind of, is like Grandma Nalus. You know. Which is Becky's, you know, my birth mom, Rebecca Nalus, is uh, mom. So, Grandma, if you listen to this, I love you. <laughs> Don't hate me for smoking, please. It's okay, I'm a medical patient. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, so it's like, I don't know. Seeing all these people like say, you know, I love my mom and I love my family when, fuck that, you know, like, I've never felt comfortable in my own family. 
crazy. I don't know. Well, let's get into it, though. Fucking dab up and get the fuck out of here. Like I said, those who listen, thank you for wasting a good 53 minutes with me bullshitting. And anybody that does listen that's family, you know, like, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to bash anybody. I'm just stating my piece, how I feel. I have a right to say whatever the fuck I want. And I just don't want anybody to take it, like, personally or, you know, you know, nothing personal. It's just me being honest. And, um, you know, certain people, I guess you could say, it's personal with, you know, like, aka Frank or, uh, Shirley. Duran, maybe. But, um, other than that, like, all the cousins and stuff, any of the cousins that listen to this, you know, um, don't take it personal. You know, it's more so the adults and in me. Kind of having problems, but, um, yeah. Anyway. Let's get into it. Some butter cookies. About to dab it up. Cheers. Oh, God. Too hot. (coughs) Oh, fuck. Way too hot. Well, (coughs) like I said, yeah. Anybody listening, thank you for listening. Um, me and the missus have a podcast idea for um, first time at a dispensary and stuff like that. So, and it's going to be like organized. We'll have like certain topics and points that we talk about, but um, we have that in the making. So stay tuned and uh, yeah, stay high and have a good day. <laughs>